Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to reevaluate everything you've been taught and get ready to launch your mind into an entirely new reality. If you've always felt there had to be more to life, more to existence, then you're listening to the right podcast. Get comfortable, pour yourself a drink, sit back, and let your host, Adam R. Walton, expand your horizons. This is going to be good. This is going to be fun. This is going to be mind-bending. Time to think. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. Now, it, I want to stick with motivation, obviously. And I want to stick with getting started and doing your business and essentially creating your own happiness. But we're in an interesting spot where, you know, two weeks ago, a lot of people looked at me as insane. And now I'm an authority figure on a few topics because I have the ability to deduce and to think logically uh, and to not necessarily take any one fact or storm into consideration. Um, and that's not just the mass media. Because if you ask the conspiracy theorists, as I do air quotes with my hands, if you ask the conspiracy theorists questions, they're going to say, no, this is that, and this is this, and this is that, and all of this stuff. So the interlaced factions that are you know coming out, it's kind of like everybody's arguing with everybody. And, and, and even the people or sheeple or however you want to name it or call it, are trying to push some sort of, some sort of fear-based narrative. Like I have been constantly asking anyone that has COVID or that knows somebody who has COVID to, to reach out to me. Info at the Mental Mastery Alliance. Come talk to us. Uh, and I, I ask again, it's another all call. If you have it, if you know somebody who has it, if you, if you can point me to a Facebook of somebody who has it, I want to talk to them. I want I just want to say, hello, what's going on? And in keeping with that theory and in keeping with that, I mean, there are a ton of reasons why this is happening, possibly. There are a ton of possibilities out there. And one of the guys, one of the front runners in the same thing, he, he, we hold a similar, uh, I suppose, thought pattern, not identical. There are differences, but certainly a very similar thought pattern to, to, to the way I am. And he's, He's a lot more agitated <laughs> and I like it. And you guys, are, you're familiar with him. We've had him on the show before and we'll have him on the show again. Brian Stavely, welcome back to the podcast. So happy to have you here to talk about all this COVID and we'll throw in some Mandela for sure. Uh, but yeah, man, welcome back. Yeah, thank you for having me, brother. I appreciate the invite. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And I was saying to you before we went live, reading some of your posts, like the, the aggression that comes across in your posts, like I'm coming after you efforts and you this and that and I can't believe you... But it's funny because, I mean, what you're doing is you're grabbing attention uh, and people yeah. are paying attention. Your numbers are going up. And there's another thing. The first thing we should talk about is the, the white hats or whomever have pulled down the censorship. You're familiar with this, right? They've pulled down the filters. Yeah. yeah. So on my other podcast, one of the other ones that I host with a friend of mine, where we, we well, they haven't pulled down the censorship. I'll stop you there. They've pulled down the filters. The censorship's in high gear. People are still getting videos pulled down, but they're letting they're letting easing up on the search terms and whatnot. Like okay, yeah, find, is that what you mean? Yeah, 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 that is what I mean. And here's another thing too, because you and I both know that paid ads, regardless of any industry that you're in, paid ads will always be page one of Google. If you Google search anything, even if it doesn't look like a paid ad, if it's on page one, it's a paid ad we hit page one. <laughs> we hit page one. If you Google adrenochrome Ellen DeGeneres, which is a pretty specific Google, but we're page one, both in video or sorry, both in audio, I mean image, 
search and in uh, just the verbiage. We hit page one and, and, and it blew us up. Another podcast, yeah. uh, No Mercy with Tommy G, they've gone through the roof because they've been properly uh, attacking, not attacking, but properly announcing to Google type of thing. Because you're right, all the, the other stuff, like the social medias, they're in full effect. But Google, yeah. the, two, the two main guys at Google stepped down, like amongst all the other step downs, but they stepped down last week. Yeah. So I think now's the time, if you're going to get something out there, now's the time to, to put it up there because people will see it. Yeah. No. I, I agree. So what well, is... All this, all this crazy, you know, I put out a lot of content anyways, with all oh, this yeah. crazy craziness. I mean, it's nonstop and I'm encouraging everybody in the community. It's like, we don't really know what's going to happen. We'll get into all of it, but we don't really know yeah. what's going to happen next. The best thing we can do at least is all stay in contact as much as we can and just go do as many live streams as possible. That's the way I'm looking at it. I agree with that hundred percent. And that, that's definitely how I started the show off. This is, this isn't about, it's no longer the conspiracy theorists versus the media people, because that's not a thing. I mean, the media is now just one source. You can turn on the television, you can get a story. And if you want to believe that story, then that's your story. But uh, Larry Johnson said it best when he said, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm a, I'm a coincidence theorist. When things start being far too coincidental, you have to start asking questions. And who do you, it's not that who do you trust in this industry or in this realm? Because, you know, a lot of my voice, your voice, other voices are coming to the forefront. Um, and we all have differences of opinions based on the research that we've done. So, this is such a prime example of let's take everything in. If you have, you have, if you have any interest in this whatsoever, take it all in. If you have no interest in this whatsoever, don't worry about it. There's a ton of people out there. Think about everybody that doesn't have, you know, cable or television. There's a ton of countries that don't have this and none of them are affected by, by COVID. <laughs> well, when I go outside, I mean, um, my friend Christian, he picked me up the other day to go get the computer and stuff. And, uh, my, my city isn't a ghost town. And I see these people driving around and I'm like, these must be people that don't have TV. Yeah. That's a good thing <laughs> for them. Yeah. I'm yeah. not saying the place is operating. I'm not saying the place is operating full capacity, but there's stores open and we went to Best Buy and Guitar Center and the convenience stores here are open. Yeah. Restaurants are closed. Schools are closed. I'm not going to say they're not, um, but the place isn't completely shut down. So, but well, people, the thing is people, people voluntarily kind of just shut themselves down by suggestion. Well, okay. So I'm in Toronto, Canada. What, what, if you don't want to say your city, what, what general area are you in? Well, I'm, I'm in Lowell, Mass. Everybody knows where I'm at. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, so you're in I'm Massachusetts. In yeah. Well, yeah. That, that would explain the accent <laughs> and the anger. <laughs> yeah. I'm in Massachusetts. Cool. God damn it. Um, okay. So you guys are based on the news that we have up here. New York is almost under quarantine completely. And mm -hmm. We understand that Los Angeles is virtually martial law, Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have that same news down there? Is that the same? That's story? what I'm hearing. Yeah. I'm, I'm hearing that they're thinking of putting curfew in New York, but I don't think it's happened yet. I might yeah. be wrong. It might happen today. I don't know. So the curfew uh, from a friend of mine in Italy, uh, the curfew is peculiar because military is on the streets. So Italy is under curfew, full curfew, um, or parts of it anyhow. He's in Rome. Um, and Los Angeles is on a full curfew. Uh, and the two things I know about that 100% are that's where the majority of the underbelly of the elites do their work out of the Vatican and out of Los Angeles. Was that, would you agree with that? 
you're nodding, but yeah. my audience hasn't heard you. Yeah. Uh, oh, and obviously, and obviously, uh, New York as well. I mean, all the the big financial wigs are up there. So, well, yeah. yeah, and I think here's the thing about the financial thing. I mean, if we look at this, I mean, all the CEOs that have stepped down. I think the finance aspect of this has they they all they were the first to go. You know, um, and the Hollywood, like I, the Vatican and, and the religious aspect of this, they were the second to go. And, and like the third domino to fall, I'm, I'm thinking, and again, I'm just speculating based on the information and the research that I've done. You know, it, the, one of the funniest things is David Spade. You've seen this clip, David Spade, it all rests on Hanks. Have you seen this thing? It all no. rests on Tom Hanks. He goes, if Tom Hanks I, falls, I, I'm I, getting a shot him. Uh, I'm not a fan of Tom Hanks. <laughs> no, I know, which is why you're on. The I know show. you know. <laughs> I know you know. <laughs> so they're saying they're saying it all rests on Hanks. Well, not they. David Spade, and that I actually quoted that. Uh, I I did the soundbite in my last uh, episode, but it all rests on Hanks. And if Hanks falls, I'm getting a shotgun. Now, what could that possibly mean? <laughs> like, why would he get a shot? Why would David Spade say, "If Hanks falls, I'm getting a shotgun. It's all over." Yeah. I don't know. You know, like these, these are the things that, that we have to, we have to talk about, but this is all, again, here we are, you and I can speculate until the cows come home, but you know, you have guys doing what I wanted to do, which was going into the hospitals. You've, you've got a fellow up yeah. in Canada and, and I don't know what, what yeah. part of town he's in, but he, I saw him yesterday driving around. Did he make it into any of the hospitals? Oh, he made it in. Yeah. He made it. In. He didn't make it far past the desk, but yeah, he made it into a few of them. He got into the door. Yeah. yeah. He, he had confrontations with people one nurse uh you know she did she, he was asking the proof of the pandemic and she didn't have nothing she was telling well you should be watching the tv and he's like well you know i've been watching the tv i don't trust what the tv's telling me it's not my reality i don't see anything going on here well i have seen people literally drop dead in front of me from coronavirus you could tell she was just lying and just totally triggered now i don't think this lady was like a shill or anything i think this mm-hmm. lady is that programmed that people get so triggered when you go against any of the mainstream narrative, they will lie to protect it. They will lie to protect it and not yeah. even think twice about it. Yeah, I agree They'll with that. They'll scare the kids. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And and like if you call them out, they're like, I, you know, I have to lie to you so that you see the severity of this. That I think that would be a mentality towards, you know, towards that. Um, yeah. And it's crazy because you hear people saying, I know this person and that person that's got this and that and the other thing. And you think to yourself, how many times do I have to hear the story about somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody, but nobody that knows anybody, you know? <laughs> It's, and, and we'll go there after if we, we can, but I mean, this is the same stuff I heard with 9-11. It's the same blueprint. It's the same thing. Yeah. It, they've got the same type of psyop. It's done the same way. Just a big magic trick. Yeah. And you're completely right on that. And, and for me, you know, I had, I remember watching 9-11 and thinking to myself, well, this is crazy. I remember at the time watching 9-11 and thinking it's crazy. I missed the first plane. I turned the TV on. I saw the second plane, you know, and, and these are the things that stick in your mind. So, that, but that was the, that was the one thing that woke me up. That was the, the big thing that woke me up. Um, me too. And when you start seeing the holes in that, and I've said, I've said to people now, I've said, you know, this, we're, we're currently living through a situation that we'll talk about for the rest of our lives. We're currently living through a situation right now where they are making so many mistakes. We'll only catch them. We'll only catch them later and we'll only see them. And then and it'll start making sense because all of us are living through this. And like I said before, the ideas that are there, I mean, this could be financial. I mean, I I saw a meme that made me laugh. It was, 
goes, he goes to all of you that, that, that believe the, the financial or the, the official story. Let me, let me cut it down to you in one paragraph. Man in China makes bat soup so strong, it collapses the economy. Give me your freedom. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Sum it up. <laughs> exactly. Man in China yeah. makes bat soup so strong, it collapses the economy. Give me your freedom. The end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I, here's, here's where I defer on this, and I really want your opinion on this. I, I'm not worried about this uh, as it stands right now, and we could all be wrong. Hell, man, I'm fully willing to say that you and I could sit, be sitting here talking out our ass in a month from now, we could all be dead from corona. Like, it's a possibility. I don't think it's probable, but if it happens, it happens. But as it stands right now, I can firmly say that I'm not worried about this. And the research that I've done dictates to me that this is more than likely white hat. Like, I don't necessarily want to get into the whole QAnon conspiracy. I mean, that's a fun one to dabble with, but I've not really, I've not really put too much. Stock I, 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 I personally think the whole Q thing is ridiculously stupid. It's always, <laughs> it's always been disinfo from day one. I've never agreed with anything they said. They've always had a clear agenda to put belief back into the two party system. And it's a joke in my opinion. That's just my opinion. No, that's good. That. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't have that opinion because I haven't, I, I never gave it credence. I heard people talking too much about Q and they were pushing, you could see certain narratives were being pushed. Um, the draining the swamp thing was, is the one that's sort of coming to fruition right now. That's why I'm saying it, it you know, it's, it's part of the, the platform, but I mean, the whole Q thing could be truth, truth, lie, truth, lie, you know, uh, the old truth sandwich type of thing where they, they, they jam you with that stuff. But I think I lost my train of thought on that. QAnon, training the swamps. There, if you see the stuff that the that the president's doing, you know it. Mm-hmm. It's peculiar right now, and the idea of the idea of, the, of of Trump himself being an entity that has the power to do this stuff is is laughable. But that also goes to the narrative that the idea of uh, Obama you know, having the power to do this is laughable. The idea of the presidency is laughable, really. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. But you know what they're doing is, first of all, they're going to, they've already rolled out their agents like Neil deGrasse and these people who tell you to come out, trust science, science is going to save us from corona. And mm-hmm. then what's going to happen is they're, cra- they're crashing the economy. Well, we know they could just print the money and they can bail it out, like as artificial as it is. So that's all they're going to do is Trump will bail out certain industries. All those people that had jobs in those industries will look at him as a hero. Everybody will look at Neil as science as a hero for saving us from Corona. And meanwhile, all people like me and you will be called, you know, the science deniers or whatever. And they're going to try and turn people against us. That's my opinion. I'm not saying people are going to come with pitchforks and kill us. I'm just saying the general perception of people, they're really going to frown upon us for calling this thing for what it is. And when these guys are the heroes, they're going to prop up them as heroes, Tom Hanks. I mean, it's disgusting when you think about it. Neil deGrasse, Tom Hanks, and Donald Trump. Here's the heroes. I, I want to throw up. Okay. All right. So I'm glad you brought that up because I see it totally differently. I think that whatever's happening, the powers that be uh, above us, not, not, I'm not talking how we perceive them. There is no political party. There is no nothing. All the sports players, all the football, not all, but anyone who's a household name in sports, football, or in sports, politics, uh, uh, Hollywood, they're all on the same page. They all hang out. They're all, they're all the same person. It's all the same show. Whether you're watching the, a political poll or a, a Hollywood movie or NFL Sunday, it, it, these guys all convene in the same room at the end of the day. And 
it's all the same show, different channel. And we have this idea that there's a separation between it, that there's some sort of a difference. Um, I think Tom Hanks is going down. What I mean by that is I think you're going to see, uh, I think you're going to see that uh, Epstein rolled, Weinstein rolled, and they both got uh, the quote unquote Rommel death. Um, the white hats have taken down the filtration ish on Google and on other search engines. You can find things you can, you can get ranked now. Um, the guys like us have a voice uh, and, and we have the opportunity to, to share our information. I have no control over what people do with the information that we share, but we have the ability to share our information. We didn't have that before. There was no, there was no real, you know, unless it was just word of mouth. I had to talk to you. You had to talk to a friend. Somebody had to understand something that was going to get connected. But I think when you look at Oprah Winfrey, you look at Ellen DeGeneres, you look at Ellen DeGeneres wearing that thing. I mean, you're familiar with the Hillary emails, right? That one email that, that the cops saw, the video uh, of what happened to the poor girl or whatever it was. And then 10 of the 12 cops were dead within two weeks, you know, mm-hmm. and, and there's a ton of other stuff going on. But, but if you look at, there's a, an Instagram photo of Ellen DeGeneres wearing that on a, on a hoodie. She had that on, on one of the hoodies she was wearing. It was like a, a child had drawn her version of the picture that, that was seen, you know? So Ellen DeGeneres and the adrenochrome in Madonna yeah. going nuts uh, publicly uh, from adrenochrome withdrawal, Tom Hanks, uh, claiming that he's got COVID in Australia, but it appears that he's in a government facility being detained. David Spade talking about... It, 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 it appears he's in a government facility being detained from what? Uh, a, couple of, a couple of diagnostic videos. Uh, you see some people sort of breaking things down. And again, I hold no, no point on anything, but if you see some of the videos and you hear some of the talk, and again, it could all just be talk. I'm not taking a firm stance on any of this. I'm just sharing information. Um, I have, I don't, I don't have the arrogance enough to take a firm stand on it. Um, yeah. I, I, I just think the idea that they're going to take down all these pedophiles and these people in Hollywood and all that, I think that is the psyop. I don't think that's ever going to happen. I don't think that's happening. I think it's already happening. I yeah. think, I, I think if you look at Epstein who obviously didn't kill himself, um, and yeah, you, you don't think Epstein might've just been propped up to satisfy these people that think they're going to take out all the pedophiles. I don't I know. think, I think Epstein rolled. I think Epstein ruled. And I also think, you know, again, because Trump has always been saying drain the swamp, drain the swamp. I think Epstein ruled. I think nobody can find Oprah. Right. And she's one of the big ringleaders. Uh, Harvey Weinstein uh, was obviously it's, it just appears that he was given a deal like this guy. The whole thing was a charade, you know, like he was in and out of this, that, and the other thing. And, and his whole thing was, you know, very, very, if you look at it, very meticulously orchestrated, you know, there are people, the thing is people want to say, Oh, he hurt real women. You know, again, every single thing we've ever taken in from day one is a fabricated story about something, not day one of Weinstein, day one of our lives. Everything we've been handed is something that we have to unlearn. So with regards to, to I mean, the, the rumor is, or, or so, so, so the story goes, one of the stories I'd like to believe, uh, Weinstein rolled and obviously he's off on his island or he's off somewhere else. Uh, uh, Epstein, Weinstein, and then Hanks is, has been collected. Like, why was Hanks the first one to be like, I have COVID, right? And normal people like you and me don't know a single person who's got this yet. It's shut down the entire country, the whole world. Well, my, my, my opinion on why he would be is because there is no COVID. 
did they need a shill to come out and do it? He's the perfect person. If you're going to pick somebody to do it, why not pick one of the top actors in the world? He can play the role of the victim perfect. He can do any emotions and build up crocodile tears if they need to, the whole thing. And he's always been a huge propaganda piece to them, pushing up CERN, pushing up the Apollo program, all these things in his movies. So I think he's the perfect candidate for it for that reason. So we talked about, I mean, yeah, we've shared some of my ideas here. Tell me why you hate Tom Hanks. <laughs> Let's get this out to your audience, my audience. My audience needs to hear this for sure. Why do I hate Tom Hanks? Yeah, you've got a ton of reasons uh, to hate him, I'm sure of it. Well, because Tom Hanks, in, in my opinion, he's been one of the people pushing the, the mainstream sciences agenda since day one. Uh, and you could say, you know, doing the Apollo movie is no big deal. He's just, he took the role. And of course, you're going to take that role if they ask you, right? But then when you start to look at his category of films like protecting the Vatican with antimatter from CERN and all this nonsense. And then in the Da Vinci Code, he's specifically mocking the Mandela effect people in that movie. He's involved in more of those than anybody I know. Um, and then the whole Mr. Rogers thing, it's just, it's, they had like this ritual where they were singing the theme song, you know, the old way, the way we always remember, just to mock everybody. I, I just can't stand the the sleazy son of a bitch and when they announced that he had COVID it, it was no surprise to me at all and he just seems to be the uh, person they want to prop up as the mouthpiece for this thing for me he's, he's the mouthpiece to 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 make people think that they're crazy about their consciousness he's a mouthpiece to pro prop up this fake disease and let's talk about the disease do viruses even exist because it seems like viruses need a host inside somebody's body to exist. I don't think there are airborne viruses. I think the whole science behind it is fraudulent. It's all into question. That's a big one. <laughs> because you're right. The only reason we think it's airborne or could be airborne is because of the movie Contagion, right? Or thereof. Because of Hollywood. Because of misinformation. Yeah, so and Tom Hanks, by the way, he, Tom Hanks is mocking us in his Instagram tweets. He brings his son out there with all his Illuminati tattoos, the hanging upside down cross, the all-seeing eye on the pyramid, all this stuff on his chest. He comes out with this rant the other day talking about, oh, these people think I'm Illuminati and I'm going to eat your adrenochrome and suck your pineal gland and all this. Dude, they're mocking us, him and his family. It's, it's a disgusting joke. They're twisted. Yeah, I've seen that. Have you have you? Are you familiar with Tom Hanks's trophies, the left shoe? Well, I am, and I'm even more familiar with, you want to talk about the program. And so he's the first guy that gets the coronavirus. He's in a movie called La uh, Lance Crown, Larry Crown, where his nickname is Lance Corona in the movie in 2011. He's going around holding pictures of the crown and highlighting it like this. And Tom Hanks has an obsession with typewriters, old typewriters. He has a collection of about 300 old typewriters, and he's obsessed with Corona typewriters so obsessed that some small name dj wanted to land an interview with him once he gifted him a corona typewriter got tom hanks right on the show obsessed with corona typewriters just saying i mean it seems all pretty scripted out to me hey uh i it, you're right i mean this is the information that you know i don't have this stuff I, I love this it so do you so what do you what do you think if you from all of your research what on your opinion what is COVID? What is Corona? What, what's happening? COVID is something that's always been around. It's just a generalized name for a common cold and flu. Everybody gets Corona all the time. Mm -hmm. Now it's just the way, the way that they've mocked up the, uh, what they think happens from it. So it's now as deadly and all this, they can misdiagnose anybody that goes anywhere with common flu symptoms, tell them they have Corona. See, we don't have the test. 
go home, stay home and stay isolated. And then what's going to happen? Those people that stay home and stay isolated, they're going to get better because they just have the flu. And then they'll tell their friends, yeah, I had Corona, but I just had a mild case. I'm okay. And then this friend tells that friend they knew somebody and they knew somebody and they knew somebody and they knew somebody. But then it gets even crazier than that because the same ma magic trick they've been pulling for years, they pulled on this because I'll tell you my story real quick. I went to the doctors. I've been waiting to see the doctor for months, okay? Now they're making me go through the loops with first the insurance company, of course. Then I need to see a specialist, but they make me go to the primary care first to get a referral, okay? So I go to the primary care like two weeks ago. I show up, whatever time, 10 o'clock, whatever it was. And she's like, oh, you didn't get a phone call? I said, phone call for what? Now, mind you, the doctor's office is empty. Just the employees behind the glass, masks, the whole thing, right? I'm like, phone call for what? She's like, oh, we had to cancel all our patients, our appointments. I'm like, I didn't get a phone call. Why are you canceling all the appointments? Oh, because we're only going to be able to deal with the coronavirus. And I looked around and I said, so you're going to send sick people home? I said, how many um, coronavirus patients have you had? Now I'm talking to the doctor. Oh, zero confirmed. So then I'm like, oh, really? I'm like, so you're going to make sick people go home and stay home while you wait for people to come in that haven't even come in yet. Well, that's what we're told to do from the CDC, blah, blah, blah. They can't even think for themselves. So then I said to her, I said, well, how do you test them? She couldn't answer me. They don't even have the tests, most of these places at all, at all. They just turn people around. So then I'm getting mad and they're like, we're going to have to reschedule you, blah, blah, blah. Okay, we can reschedule you for Wednesday if we don't cancel. I'm like, what do you mean if you don't cancel? Well, we don't know how long this is going to last. We can't take any appointments. Wednesday, I was able to go back there for like five minutes and get my referral to go to the other doctor. So I went to the doctor a few days ago, right? Now, this is at another building. Listen, okay. So this Lowell General Hospital has a few campuses. And the one that they have on one edge of the town has all these medical buildings. Like there's a, you know, there's a long road that goes around. It's all these medical buildings, 30, 40 offices in all these buildings, right? I get there at 9 a.m. it was, I think. Um, I think it was Monday, like a week ago. Okay, I get there at 9 a.m. This signs, flyers all over the building. If you have symptoms of COVID-19, blah, 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 do not come here, go home, self-isolate, and call 811 or whatever the hell the number is they have you call. They're literally turning you away from the doctors, go home, and call a phone number, and we'll talk you through it. And they can do that because they know these people don't really have a covid so they're just going to send them home and talk them through it. Meanwhile, the magic trick goes like this. I go in my doctor's office. There's nobody around. Entire building's empty. I go in. I talk to the receptionist. Now, I knew somebody that knows somebody that works there. Plus, we harassed the shit out of them. It's the only way I got in there. If you wondered, how well, did you get in there? They kept me and one other guy in the books. So the, the receptionist told me, there's nobody around. There's nothing going on but the TV putting propaganda to anybody that would be in the waiting room, but it's just me. So I'm laughing at the propaganda, but it's like, everything is about social distancing, social distancing. Today at three o'clock, we talk about how social distance this. Is it safe to have a play date with your kids? Social distancing. So it's crazy what's going on. So I get to see the doctor. He brings me in. I get checked up for what I need to get checked up for. And I hit record on the phone before I did it. So I recorded the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And then he's, he's like, oh, well, you know, the thing is, uh, even if I made the appointment right now, I don't know when I'd be able to see you because of this whole thing. So we got into it. And I says to him, I, I forget how I said it at first. I'm like, so you don't have any patients. You cleared out your whole schedule. He's like, yeah, man, it's just me here. It's crazy. He was getting the whole thing. And I'm like, well, so what's going on? And he's like, well, we've been told to clear out all our patients and 
we're not taking anybody. And I'm like, have you seen any COVID patients yet? He said, no, we're just waiting for the overflow. of them. They're just waiting in anticipation of fear for these patients that never come. Now, granted, he's waiting. He's being paid in the building. Well, he's actually a private practice. So he's, he's paying for it, footing the bill. Um, all these doctor's offices that are in there, they do have staff. Every single waiting room is empty. It's like a ghost town. I filmed it. I got it on film too. It's a ghost town. Yeah, so I will. I will actually. I, I watched that the other day. I will uh, have that link in the description of this video. Cool. And he's like, "Yeah, they're just making the situation much worse." Now he didn't go out and say, "You know, the virus is a total hoax," but he was saying how overblown it was, how crazy it is, how they just—they don't want them to do any procedures, any surgeries, deal with any sick people because they want to save all the supplies for all these coronavirus patients that are coming in, but they never come in. And you know what? Remember what I said in the beginning of the story? The sign outside turns these people away. This guy's inside waiting for them to come in. Like <laughs> they can't put the two and two. The doctor is inside, cleared out all his schedule, all his surgeries and everything. These are specialists. These aren't primary care people. They filled out all their schedule. All these doctor's offices everywhere around here are closed to regular patients just to handle the corona patients that never come in. But because these employees are anticipating coming in, they get information from the CDC, they watch the news, they think it's real. They're vested in it. They're sitting there waiting. Like, yeah, this is definitely real. And I heard these people were sick here. I heard these people were sick here. But they never come. The patients never come. And, and Flat Earth Falker, who's the one that you saw going to the, or you heard talking about earlier, he was going to these other hospitals up in Canada. He went to like three of them yesterday. There's nothing going on. Not only is the hospital not packed because of the coronavirus, the hospitals are virtually empty. They kept basically, you know, the people they need to on intensive care or whatever. They've segregated them to different rooms and different wings to keep them away from other people. They're only letting like one visitor at a time, if any, into those type of people that are like on deathbeds or people are having pregnancies and giving a baby. They've cut down the number of people that can go in. Other than that, everybody else is shut off from the hospitals. And these people have no idea. They have no idea. They're just perpetrating the hoax. Where are the dead people? Where are the names of all these people? Why is it we hear about the celebrities? Why is it if there's, they, I, I think sometime yesterday I looked at the stats and said there was like 25,000 cases in the United States. I don't know one person. No. 25,000 cases. I don't know one person. It's just a big magic trick. My thing is, to be optimistic, I think they are going to have to stop refilling those hospitals soon. And I think I figured out what they're going to do. Mm. They're starting to put medical tents outside the hospitals now person I live with is a nurse. She's going to train on them today. I'm going to try and get some information. But what I think they're doing is because they have these employees in the hospitals, it's been weeks now. They're seeing these corona patients not coming, right? You can't let them all in on all the hoax. All the hospital workers around the world, you have to fool them, right? You start putting up these medical tents. Then when they start asking questions, you just compartmentalize it down to the tents. Now you can say, oh yeah, well, they're not here. We put all the corona patients out in those tents outside. And then you only have to have, you know, however many people are working the tents and they'll still be fooled because they, they give, they give people's tests that the whole lab idea, the CDC is controlling the few labs that take the results when they do test. So they, they can swab somebody there. They won't test them at the hospital, but he will come pick up the lab results. So the nurse doesn't know what's up. The person that's the courier picking up the lab results doesn't know it's sealed. Only people that have to know is the people controlling the labs, the CDC. And the WHO, it's a big, huge fear mongering scam. And the problem is, and people are in a fear, they're going to manifest it into their consciousness. And it, it, it's going to be basically real. Oh, yeah. That's what we're seeing. Yeah. If people knew the actual symptoms, the proper true symptoms of COVID, you would see a lot of them be like, oh, I have it. Right. You know, it's kind of hard to manifest face melting. Um, but there's the, that's how that's how kind of the, the reality of it all goes. Um, and, and that's 
that's crazy because so taking all that into account and that all makes sense because that, you know, that is definitely a play by play of how to get, you know, certain things done. You know, we have to sort of bounce back to the, to the end result. What's yeah. the, what's the purpose of this? Are they trying to collapse the economy? Yeah. Are they trying to, are they trying to, I heard somebody mention somewhere, how long until we're used to social distancing or how long until this is, you know, it becomes the norm and we no longer fight it. Like we're conditioned to social distance. I put out a video last night of about 35 different music videos I have out there now promoting social distance, all these different celebrities, big name musicians like Neil Diamond and all this doing these songs, wash your hands, stay away from your grandparents, like kill them, all this shit. It's, it's all over the music. I did a whole video on it last night. I called it the Corona soundtrack. It's cringeworthy, but it's worth watching. Some of it's funny because it's so stupid, but in reality, it's sad because people find that up. It's, it's, it's totally manipulating their mind. And this there's a whole fad now, like on that site, TikTok. I've never used it. I heard it's this new video sharing site, mm-hmm. short videos or something. The kids are on it. They've made a whole fad of the Corona dance where all these kids get up there. They start the dance by either coughing like this or sneezing in their arm. And then they do this, this whole Corona dance. And there's like millions of them doing it. And it's like the cool thing to do. And now all these kids and everybody else are making these self-isolation videos. Like it's a cool thing to do. I seen a commercial on the TV when I was at that doctor's office. Every show, it's about self-isolation. Oh, on today's, and it was some sports show coming up. We're going to talk about the gym. And, you know, they showed all these guys that used to work out at the gym together. Well, now they're all doing self-isolation workouts at home, streaming it together. And they got like 40 dudes up on the screen. And that's their workout. And that's going to be the new norm. I'm not saying it's going to get accepted by everybody, but it's being pushed a lot harder than it was being pushed a few weeks ago. It seems. It's, that social distancing thing is bad news. They're trying to break up the family. They're trying to tell people not to kids can't play with other kids, the whole thing. And, and people are ratting people out. That's what happened to, to Flat Earth Falka before the hospital thing. They shut his business down in Canada. They shut his business down for not practicing social distancing. They pulled his license. The mayor pulled his license because he sent out an email to all his clients saying, I'm not going to close. You guys can come here. I feel, because he runs a yoga thing. I feel we should be able to come here, relax, do our yoga. This, these bad times. And I'm not buying this COVID thing. And he got into it a little. He got like all this hate mail. People left all these bad reviews about his business. The cops went there. And then they ended up getting the mayor. And the mayor issued a thing to pull his license. And he lost his business license over this hoax for the fact that he didn't have a plan to show them how he's going to practice um, social distancing inside his yoga studio. Uh, I, I had <laughs> that. Do you know what city he's in? I know he's somewhere in Vancouver. I forget what city he's in. Oh, I can okay. find out. Right now. I can find so. out. That's fine. But that's, yeah, that's, just, he's in the complete opposite end of me. But I, I had a laugh, like in my own immediate family, um, to my family members listening to this, uh, you guys are a bit ridiculous. My cousin went to see her parents and the report back was that, yeah, she came over, but she sat in the kitchen and we sat in the living room and we talked. No. <laughs> see, that's, that's disturbing, bro. This that's is... This is my family doing this. This is nobody listens to me. First of all, I'm the black sheep, so I'm the crazy one. Yet they're doing this shit. So I it blows me away. Like my own family, right? So the government over there, yeah, I understand. And I saw another one of my friends say, if you see somebody not social distancing, here's a number to rat them out. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Snitches get stitches. Like what? Like, this is ridiculous. 
either the television attempts to hold you accountable or those around you who are blinded by the television will hold you accountable. I mean, what happens next? Guys like you and me are going to get shut down. They're, they're already, they're already preempting us with the, with the bandwidth thing. I don't know if you've seen this, but certain like Netflix and certain other streaming oh. sites, they're saying we've got to shut down, you know, your bandwidth because it's taking up too much internet, which could be the preemptive to push more 5g, which is terrible. It could be the preemptive to do the rolling blackouts. I mean, I've called so many of these things in my previous episodes. I'm calling rolling blackouts. Mm-hmm. I'm calling it. I'm going to, I'm on this date. What's the time here? It's 1137 AM Eastern on March 23rd. And I'm calling rolling blackouts <laughs> just because why the fuck not? Why wouldn't they do rolling blackouts? Let's put yeah. more fear into people. I don't well, have I mean, an it's answer. an obvious test that they want to run. It's an obvious test they want to run. I think they want to keep the TVs and internet on because they're going to push their propaganda. And granted, they got everybody huddled up in the houses. If they're going to do some type of event or something, they want everybody to see. Now mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. Um, but I do believe what you're saying because it makes sense to, just to see how people react when you do kill the power on the internet, even if it's just for half a day. Yeah. See what people will do, you know? Yeah. And then you, obviously you have to turn it back on because you need to see what they've yeah. done. But it's exactly. uh, the rolling blackouts is going to be probably a thing. I mean, they've already been testing. In Canada, we've got that, fucking, that really annoying alert thing that, that takes over your cell phone. Um, you know, back in the day, they used to be able to interrupt this program, but they don't do that anymore because nobody watches TV. So they've got this automatic push on your phones and they've been using it as quote unquote Amber alerts now for missing children, yeah. which is a very obnoxious sound uh, and it completely takes over. And if it goes off in the middle of the night, it won't stop until you've touched your phone and looked at or looked at it. Um, and they've, they've, they've tied that in with a very serious issue of missing children so a i absolutely hate the thing but b oh but it's for a necessary evil like it's it the way they did it was like here you go people this is now you know what it is you know we're not testing our national broadcast system and the the other thing too you guys had that that or verizon or somebody had that leak where they said nuclear weapons have been fired a couple months back or a couple years ago do you remember that thing the scare hawaii had been fired upon Oh, yeah, I remember hearing something about that, yeah. Yeah, they hit the phones. So that was the same alert system. And they're like, oh, yeah, it was just an accident. Like what, Steve over there, the janitor with the broom, uh, inadvertently hit yeah. the button there and fired a text yeah. message to the entire country. <laughs> right? <laughs> people are like, oh, Steve. okay, yeah. <laughs> Steve, the janitor, yeah, he's got the overall. Yeah. He's, he accidentally pressed that, that do not press button, the big red one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but people just eat that shit up. So, I mean... You know, our theories are, are different, uh, obviously, on this. Again, I say that this is white hat. I say that the, I say that the powers that be are changing the guards. I say that they're going to wipe out the financial system as we know it. They're going to reinstate the gold standard. Mm-hmm. They're going to get rid of the Hollywood pedos. And they're going to they're expose um, a certain amount of uh, deception in Hollywood. Mm, they're going to expose... Uh, the fact that your newscasters, if you look at, okay, so if you look at, if you look at the Me Too movement, um, it wiped out just a lot of people. Like, I remember when, he, I don't know if you remember, do you remember Charlie Rose, the the old news guy, Charlie Rose? He was on like yeah. PBS and he was on late night and he was on like older NBC stuff and he like did like random interviews, but they wiped him out, right? And so people, you know what, I'm, let me preface this, any of my fans uh, or anyone listening to this right now, 
you know, thinking I'm anti me too. I'm just thinking about me too. I know that me too was started by Asia Argentia. I know that she was the first person to come forward and yes, all the power to her and all that sort of fun stuff. But I also know that she didn't play ball afterwards and they quote unquote me too'd her and they killed her boyfriend. So Anthony Bourdain went down because of it. But Anthony Bourdain was also going to expose all of the child pedophilia, him, Avishi, Chris Cornell, and uh, Chester Bennington were all in the same unit and they accidentally all died. <laughs> so I shouldn't yeah. laugh at that, but we have a changing of the guard and I'm not saying it's, 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 you know, the bad guys are out. The good guys are in. I'm saying one faction of the bad guys are out and one faction of the, of another faction of the bad guys are in. So why would the new bad guys be motivated to expose Hollywood? Why would they care about that? Um, because Hollywood's been running the show uh, for the most part in this part of the world. Uh, the gods and deities, if you look back, if you use Hollywood as sort of a marker and you look back and you understand, like, or not understand, but you can kind of piece together a faction, a War of the Worlds type faction. We've always seen aliens. We've always seen extraterrestrials. We've always seen us versus them. Um, but it really boils down to like who, if, like, if this is all true, then who are we? Why are we so important? Why is it so important to manipulate us as the humans? Like why really the, the, the real question in all of this is why is it so important to screw with us? Right. That that's, that's the, the ultimate question. Who are we? Um, and then when you sort of backtrack that, you see things like, I'm sure you've seen the, uh, the Catholicism, the, the religious aspect of that, how they're related to, or, or they, they've been tied back to like the fish people. Uh, yeah. So, so there's the dawning. And so there's the age of Aquarius. There's the fish people. When I say fish people, I mean like uh, lost city of Atlantis, uh, reptilians, oh. right? Yeah. Reptilians as a, as a whole. Um, so the reptilians people, and you hear, you hear like the people are like, Oh, the, the Royal family's reptilian. Um, I used to just poo poo that and dismiss that. But um, if you think about reptilians, like if you think about what we could possibly know, that we are energy, right? So the humans are energy. We are not a body with a soul. We are a soul currently with a body. We are energy. That is who we are. I don't know if you can agree with that, but. That I, is, I agree with 100%. Okay. So you agree that we're right now just having an experience. And yeah. okay. Yeah. And not to that's put words in the that's, Well, that's one of the main reasons I think we should have no fear. I mean, yeah. we're eventually going to meet suit and our energy is going to go on. We'll be fine. Yeah. So, and that's it. So at the end of the day, when you and I, like if we, all the little details, the stuff that we've been talking about is like, you know, you and I are just as guilty as, as all the other people that are living in fear because now you and I are forced to deviate from our, our normal chitter chatter. And we, we have to talk about COVID like we want to, but we're, we're also, we're also part of the system. We're propagating a uh, different thought. Some, I guarantee you there's somebody listening to this being like, now I'm afraid, right? But you hit the nail on the head when you said at the end of the day, you don't need to be afraid. This is all just, this is like we're ordering a pizza, right? And, and what we're talking about right now is the toppings. But at the end of the day, we're getting that pizza. Whatever's on, it's on it. So that's what I was saying. So back to that. We are, we are an entity that has possessed this meat suit. My energy is like, hey, move your hand. You know, that's, it's, not my, it's not my hand that's moving. So if we are an entity then the other entities make more sense. The demons and the reptilians. There's yeah. all kinds of lore in there, which again, which I poo-pooed back in the day, but there's all kinds of lore about the reptilians, which aren't from outer space. They're from the water. 
right? There, we don't, we've never even looked at the water, to be honest. We don't know what's down there. We've heard stories. Yeah. We've, we, you know, Aquaman is huge now. So why would Aquaman be a story if, he, if it didn't come from somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the Pope. You've seen the, the Pope hat, how it looks like the guy's wearing a giant fish, that type of thing. So like, if you haven't seen it, I can show that. Oh, you've seen it. Okay. Um, so the, the yes. Pope and that, that faction and the, the queen, the queen and the church are all linked together. So these are the reptilians. They're not fucking reptile from Mortal Kombat 2, just shooting spit acid at people. They're, whatever their lineage is, is reptilian. And then there's the demons, right? So there's reptilian Republican, demons Democrat. And they're kind of like in your face. So what we're seeing here is almost like them playing a game. So when we talk about politics and we talk about factions, if we talk about reptilians and and Democrats, reptilians and demons, again, ladies and gentlemen, suspend your disbelief when you hear this conversation because this isn't about, I'm not talking factual. I'm saying what it could be based on. And this is is highly probable. And if you look at us humans as the third faction in a two-faction war, and I would have to assume there's more factions that we don't know about or that haven't been addressed. Like they let it slip that the reptilians exist and that the demons exist. And what are we angels? I don't know, but the Nephilim existed. I mean, there's, well, the Nephilim, the Nephilim in hidden lore existed, which were the giants, the giant trees existed, whether they did or they didn't devil's peak sure looks like a giant tree. Devil's causeway sure looks like a giant tree. Uh, Whatever the giant trees were, you know, I agree that giant trees and probably giant people. I agree with that. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I know one hundred percent sure on the giant people, but from what I've seen, yeah, I would say yes. The coincidences line up, yes. And so, whatever you know, whatever that could be, or whatever that leads to, I don't know. But it's a factor that nobody's talking about. Um, it's kind of a big deal too. I mean, people aren't talking about. I mean, Jesus. I mean, well, look, giants used to come there. I mean, it's far up there for a lot of people, but it's it's pretty important truth, I think. Yeah. It is right, and but they also buried that with the dinosaurs, right? People that yeah. found giant bones, well, dinosaur bones. <laughs> well, what's a dinosaur, yeah. right? And up yeah. until when? When was the first dinosaur? When was the first 18, dinosaur bone? I want to say like eighteen thirty or something. They announced they found the first one. Yeah, and I that's, think that was also the off. first time. That was also the first time dinosaur was ever used in a lexicon. <laughs> yeah. Prior to that, it was dragons. These were yeah. dragon bones, giant flying flame ble- breathing lizards, lizards, whether they breathe fire, I don't know. But I mean, these are all things that run through lore. Dragons existed. Giants existed. I mean, I can pull up pictures that sure they could be doctored, but there's hundreds and hundreds of pictures of excavators standing next to the skeletons of people like a graveyard, but they're giants, mm-hmm. you know, and then even, even the, the, the proper lineage of giants, giants, um, Anthony Robbins, uh, Andre the Giant, right? These, these, these are these are this is bloodlines, bloodlines of 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 the giants, you know. And that's just two people that are kind of in 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 your space for you to observe. And again, it all comes down to why. Why do we see this? Why are we all part of this? But. Um, you know, there's all this stuff that does exist and there's all these lies that go, that exist to it as well. Have you, have you looked into the carbon dating, the carbon dating of dinosaur bones? So like you can go to a museum and you can look at these things and they carbon dated these bones and none of them are old at all. <laughs> these carbon dating is kind of bullshit. 
I, you know, the Kogab and Dated thing, I mean, it looked it looked pretty pretty transparent to me right away. I mean, it doesn't seem too legit at all. I haven't I haven't delved enough into it to break it down with you though, but Agreed. from what I've seen, it's been com- complete nonsense. <laughs> but it backs a beautiful story, and uh, yeah. and and this is these are the stories that we we take in piece by piece. When people well, say the things that people don't want to look at at those things like carbon data, they'll just assume, then they'll go on that information, just like with the, the science behind the virus. I mean. Yeah. Show me a real picture of a virus that they took with a microscope. You only see CGI pictures, just like the stuff you see from NASA. It's the same thing. People are fooled with cartoons and misinformation. And just because it came from people in a lab coat, they believe it. And we've been so ingrained with viruses and then the whole HIV hoax and all that stuff that they pushed down our throat. That really ingrained the idea of the virus and the deadly virus. Everybody just believes it now. And to say otherwise, you're crazy. You're a science denier. You know how it is. You know all the labels I get. You're a flat earther and science denier. You think your reality's changed. Well, yeah, I'm right about all that stuff. Or at least I have some good points and you should look. I shouldn't say I'm right about it all, but I have some good points and you should look. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Because the alternative is being like, I don't want to look. I don't believe your reality. I don't believe your I don't believe what you're saying. Nor do I have to, nor will I ever look. Fuck you. I'm out. Right? It's like it's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous for somebody to say, I'm not going to look at it. And that's, I see that a lot now in, in, in this community because like right now, you know, you and I have two very different end games for this. Not, actually, we don't, neither one of us has an end game, but we have two different scenarios playing out in our head. You think Tom Hanks is going to be a spokesperson. I think he's going to be dead. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to, I think he's going to be the, he's going to be the one that rolls and then he's going to be the first to die from COVID. Uh, which I won't the, cry. I, I won't. I won't cry if I'm wrong and he's dead. I'll yeah. just tell you right now. Well, he's not going <laughs> to die. They're going to give him the Rommel death, which is the choice to just simply disappear from the public eye and, and be gone. Uh, uh, I like that too. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's 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 basically what what it's going to be. And and you asked me earlier why the changing of the guard. Um, there's always war. There's always war in anybody. There's the, you know we're living this world under the the the, the pretense and the realization that we have. Um, but they're playing by different rules, rules that we can't even comprehend because we still think dinosaurs were a thing, right? Because they gave us this information. And these are the ancients. These are the ancients. It, it, to, to correlate it into our terms, poor people or middle class think that rich people have rich kids because they give them their money mm-hmm. as opposed to giving them their knowledge on how to earn money. Money's not hard to make. Once you sort of forego it, if you want money, money's not hard to make. You just have to figure out how they're doing it and emulate them. Um, but you can't take a rich person and say, you know, are you living a happy life? You know, you've got this, you've got that. You've got all these statuses and you've got all this and you've got all these clothes and you have to be all prim and proper and you're just, you're just another shill pushing the system. I'm not knocking rich people. I'm just saying the majority of, if you know anyone who talks like this, you know, that sort of, you know, mentality, like there is money, money doesn't, money doesn't make people happy. I'm pretty broke right now, but at one time I had a lot of money. I, I'm more happy now than I was then. hundred percent. I wasn't happy. hundred percent. I agree. Actually, I love your story. You, you, uh, you're right in the thick of, of, of really making a push. And I always said, if you can make 30 people in this world, roughly, I don't know where I put myths. Let's just say 33 because it's a nice biblical number. If you can make 33 people see some shit, you've done your purpose i think here in this realm uh and and you got you know the coincidences again why would your computer blow up you know but it did and and you were kiboshed and within minutes you had to go fund me up and you and you pulled in more than more than uh more than you needed within a day i don't even think it was a full 24 hours 
I, I put up a GoFundMe for the computer and people have been bothering me to do it for a while, but you know how it is. You don't really want to ask for money type of thing. I never wanted to do that. I never yeah. wanted to monetize my channel, but I, I did once we thought that YouTube was kind of forcing our hand with that a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad I did because I get super chats and stuff, but um, people were like, Brian, you need a computer. People will pay for it. Just put up a thing. I put up a GoFundMe when it crashed. Me and Karen were doing a show the other night. Yeah. I was so frustrated. I have just been telling people, like I told you earlier, we need to stay live. We need to stay in contact with everybody during this thing, whatever this is. And yeah. then my computer, the one that crashed, and I'm the one taking all the phone calls and everything. 300 people watching my show live, and now my computer's gone. And, and it's so also... I I hope you sorry to cut you off. I hope you put in a, a charge port because it ain't hard. I mean, this, this could sound completely tinfoil hatty, but it ain't hard to wipe out your computer. Just they run a power yeah. search to your neighborhood. You know, that's it. Um, yeah. And that, and that, and that's it. But it's just ironic that you went down, but it really was nice to see your community come together because I understand completely. Like you don't want to, you don't want to put, you don't want to ask, you don't want to do anything, but, your community is a, is, a, is a community that started with one guy that tuned into your channel when you were rambling about whatever you were first rambling about. And then as you tuned in, as you dialed in, they came and they came. Now you've got a substantial group of people and you never ask for anything. You offer, if you guys want to help, here you go. But the one time you do ask, boom, overwhelming. And that- Two hours. Took two hours to raise $1,000. Two hours. Two hours. Two hours. Two hours. I was that, expecting a week, maybe. I thought I'd get it, but I thought it'd be like a week, two yeah. hours. Yeah. And and while I was waiting for it, Christian, who makes a lot of uh, music and stuff, he was like, before I even put up the GoFundMe, he he called, he video messaged me. He was at a computer store, yeah. and he's like, dude, they got this computer, blah blah blah. It's fast. When once people raise the money, I'll put the money up, and then you can just pay me back out of mm -hmm. the GoFundMe. So then he picked me up that day while the money was coming in. He's he's got me up at Best Buy buying all the stuff I need for the computer and. He floated all the money until the, the GoFundMe clears in a few days. That's how good these people in the community are. That's amazing. They're awesome. Yeah. They're, they're my family. Yeah. Absolute massive shout out to Brian's community and to this community and to everybody that's a part of this. Um, the truth is, you know, we can all be called tinfoil hat wears. We can all be called anything. But, you know, this, th that story right there is just absolute living proof that when push comes to shove, the majority of free thinkers and the majority of people that want answers and the majority of people that aren't going to just take it are here to help each other and here to help everybody else. And that is, that is to me, I think one of the hugest symbols of this entire ordeal. They try to divide us, but I, I can almost guarantee that this is going to push us closer together. You know, at the yeah, end of the day. That's, that's, yeah. That's my, my point is, uh, you know, so they're making us stay in with our families. Well, now's the time to meet our family finally yeah. to learn who they are. Cause a yeah. lot of us don't know who they are over the last few years because we've been so separated. Yeah. Um, and if and if my family's listening, don't have the kitchen and the living room separated because it's not real. Shit's not that's, so, real. that's so crazy. And thank, thank God my family's done a little bit of the opposite. So with this whole Corona thing, I've been able to wake one of them up a little because she's like, this isn't making, she works at the hospital, you know, this isn't yeah. making any sense, blah, blah, blah. They're all hyping it. And I kind of got into it. And then I got into, you know, they're just scaring people. And she, she started to get it. And then I, I kind of transitioned it over to, well, if you know they're scaring you about this, I said, do you really think that everybody in other countries wants to kill you because you're American? She yeah. said, no. I said, well, that's what they tell you. And I didn't go too much farther than that. But then the next day, I planted another seed like that. And I've been using it for that. But here's the thing. I was up in that. They got the whole social distancing going on, right? Well, yeah. I'm up taking a shower yesterday. And there's a knock on the door. It's my nephew. I'm like, what's up? He's like, oh, can I just get whatever it was out of the bathroom? I'm like, yeah, all right. Where are you going? I'm going for a hike. I'm like, with who? Mom and dad. So the three of them who never really do anything together, they went for a long hike in the, in the state forest yesterday, which is, it's just a cool family moment that they wouldn't have done 
if they weren't in the situation, everybody wasn't home from work at school. Yeah. I mean, it was Sunday, so he was home from school anyways, but they still wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have got together. He'd be on his iPad and they'd be all status quo, getting back to work the next day. Um, this, this quarantine hasn't really affected me. I've worked from home since I can remember. Right. Um, but I know that there is a world of people out there that, that completely identify with their title, with their position, uh, with the money that they make. There's an entire world of people that are making hundreds of thousands of dollars, but are 100% paycheck to paycheck. We have, we have a panic and fear. It set in to a, a, an upper class, I should start tagging this. This this video should be tagged upperclassmen or something to, to get them to get on Google and get them to look at this sort of thing. Um, but they're living in fear and they don't need to because the people, I know that there's a rent freeze in Chicago. I know that there's a rent freeze in Philly. I know that a rent freeze just hit Toronto, um, which means if you're a landlord, you're not allowed to evict or charge rent. I know that mortgage companies are bumping back uh, all mortgage deals by six months. Um, in Toronto anyway. So in other words, if you've got like a 28 year lease on your house, you now have a 28 year and six month lease on your house. Um, it's an interesting, it's an interesting aspect to be in because the financial system as a whole is in jeopardy. In jeopardy. I agree with that. By the way. I, I do agree with the uproot the whole financial system. I'm just, I'm not so sure about the change of the guard as far as who's in charge, but as far as the financial system, they're obviously destroying it. Uh, what are they going to replace it with? Is it going to be any better? I don't see how it could be any better. Uh, they pretty much are destroying the middle class right now. If the longer this goes on, I mean, I don't uh, think so. I think no? the middle class, I think the middle class are, are, are going to be reinvigorated. I think this is an opportunity. I think, you know, in my line of work, I know that I now have to alter. I've had, cause I, I mean, my bread and butter is that I'm a coach. I'm a business coach. I'm a sales coach. I'm a marketing coach. Uh, I am a, a free think. I push free thought into you and you take that free thought and you literally explode with it and you make all these ideas and these programs and you get things done. We show you a little bit about it, yada, yada, yada. But primarily how I earn is by helping people create their own freedom, freedom from corporate world, right? Um, this is, this is a, an interesting time right now because now we all have to be, uh, we all have to be aware of what it is that we're doing. We all have to be um, able to adapt and we will, right? But you said it's wiping out the middle class. I firmly believe it's wiping out the upper class. It has been, that I don't believe this, but this has also been, I've heard this referred to as the boomer remover. <laughs> um, I shouldn't be laughing, but it's a funny term, right? Because all of these boomers sit there with their, with their high pride, like the older people, like 60 and 70, these are the yeah. people that are, they say, are at the most danger. And you and I even touched on it. If you think you're at risk, you're going to be panicky. That could kill you. That could kill you. It's the yeah. same thing as when a married couple has been together forever. One dies, the other one dies within a week, dying of a broken heart. Yeah. It's all psychological. Exactly. So with this, you know, this right here, we, we have the upper class and all these people that had all this money in, in, in their stocks and in gold. Gold. I've never seen such a, an incredible fall from grace as gold. Um, and everyone was saying, get your money into gold, get your money into gold. And then boom, it was the one that went the, like the, 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 the most. The wipeout was billions. The stock market, the wipeout was billions. Uh, crypto, we took a bit of a hit, but not a huge one. Crypto falls in the lines of one world government. I don't know how, you, how much you stock you put in, excuse me, the new world order and one world government. Um, I don't find it to be. I think, I think it's the old world order and it's always been here type of thing. That's the way yeah. I look at it. 
Yeah, it, I think it's a bait and switch distraction as well. It, it, they always keep telling you that it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, but meanwhile, you're living in it, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you keep looking for it, reminds me of that other one, like the sheep spends its whole life fearing the wolf only to be eaten by the shepherd, you know? Yeah. Um, and that, you know, that's, that's it. Like that's, that's the pre-programming in that sense. But we have, we have a generation of people that are in full-blown panic um, because all the money that they've ever had, all the pride that they've ever, you know, had of themselves is based on, you know, their money and how well their portfolio is done. I got wiped. I got wiped out, uh, not wiped out. I lost 61% essentially of everything that I had on that very first day. The bounce back isn't so bad and the ability to adapt is where we are. Here's the other thing too. They talk about this being bad for the, for the, for the younger generation. Now, I think you're just a little bit older than me. You're in your forties, I think. Right. So you and I are, you and I are ballpark, you know, same area, the kids beneath us, the kids that were, you know, the, the, anyone born, certainly anyone born after the two thousands doesn't really have the ability to do anything, but get offended. So now they're all fucking tongue tied. They're all like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's happening anymore. Right. And this narrative push these, these people, I'm not, I, okay, here's the thing is, I don't want to overly group all of you because I'm sure there's some of you. And matter of fact, I'd like to hear from some of you. If any of you are listening to this show and you're under 25 and you've got an opinion that is valid, uh, that, that you are confident with, not falsely confident, but properly confident with, shoot us an email. Info at the Mental Mastery Alliance. I want to hear from you. Um, that being said, you know, the, again, the upper and the lower are mentally not prepared for this. It's guys like us that are prepared for this. And even guys like us that aren't conspiracy theorists that will be able to adapt because of the way our brains are wired. You know, there is no longer a conspiracy, ladies and gentlemen. It is upon us. We are facing with everything that, that guys like we, Brian and I have been talking about. Well, maybe not Brian. Brian's very much, you know, your topic is phenomenal, by the way. I keep listening to some of them and, and they keep grabbing me. One Which of them, one? Topic. All of them. All of them. The Mandela effect oh. is the greatest thing in the world. And, and I don't understand it. I don't understand why it exists. I don't understand how it fits into our reality. Uh, other than I read somewhere that we were hyperlooping or whatever they called it. Like if you pull back an arrow, if you shoot an arrow, the arrow isn't moving forward. The arrow has always existed everywhere. So mm -hmm. your perception is just it sort of morphing. Like, like in Star Trek, when they beam down to the surface, your perception is just it beaming into new parts. Like it's not actually moving. It's just beaming into different parts of existence. Well, that makes a lot of sense that actually, I'm not saying I agree with hundred percent, but a lot of that makes sense because what we've seen for me, everything is happening here and now, in my opinion. So yeah, including, including, including things in the past. So what you're saying would make, makes a lot of sense. Especially if you're having memories of the past, it's happening right now. You're remembering the past right yeah. now. You, you can't actually go there but you remember yeah. it right now. So it's not that you were there. It's that it's happening right now. And if you think into the future, you know, that's it. But back to your Mandela effect. Um, I don't know my entire life. I was watching the Terminator last night, the first one, because I can't watch, I can't watch movies now, but I still want entertainment type of thing. So I'll put on movies from the eighties or whatever and just get a kick out of them. You probably like, was it Tuner and Hooch? That's probably one of your favorites. eh? <laughs> no, that was not, that was Tom Hanks, wasn't it? Yes, it was. <laughs> old school, old school. That's Tom right. Hanks. Yeah, Turner and Hooch, Mermaid, Big. You like them? It's good. Uh, uh, 
It's the shame that I could roll those off my tongue so quickly. I Tom Hanks movies like they're in my head. Like I, I know. I forgot. I forgot about Turner and Hooch because I'm always thinking of his movies because all the Mandela effects and you know Big and and all these ones happen. I didn't even think of look at Turner and Hooch. I totally forgot about that movie. And the Burbs. Remember the Burbs. The Burbs. Yeah. Who's in the Burbs? His his neighbor in the Burbs was Belushi. That was that was actually funny for for the. That was a good movie. Uh, I liked that movie back then. That was a good movie. Yeah. Uh, crazy neighbors. Um. And that's the, that's the funny thing about that is, okay, so there's another thing too. Like right now, I can't watch the movies. I can't watch the movies and I can't listen to the music. And it's not like, oh, your music sucks. Pull up your pants, dumb kids. It's like, this is brutal, brutal. Like Lady Gaga was number one forever. And now it, I don't even know what it is now. I don't, I don't understand the music now. And it's just, yeah, it's just atrocious. But the movies are the same way. I can't sit through a movie without checking like all my emails like i watch a movie now i'm like okay this isn't this is gonna happen i've already got the plot figured out i don't give a shit um but you throw on a movie from the 80s i'm entertained i watched bull durham the other day it's a movie about baseball you know it, it was good the acting was good the the characters were developed it didn't try to be anything other than a baseball movie now everything's got an agenda and i can't i can't handle that shit i was going yeah. somewhere with this what the hell was i talking about terminator so i watched terminator and my entire life inside my head the saying was, come with me if you want to live. I could have swore it was Arnold Schwarzenegger that said, come with me if you want to live. But it was the other guy. It was Reese. So in Terminator 1, the, the John Connor's dad, Reese, whatever, the other one that isn't Arnold Schwarzenegger, says, come with me if you want to live. I'm like, wait a minute. That's supposed to be Arnie that says that. So maybe I've been misremembering my whole life. But the line, come with me if you want to live, is very much always said inside my head with the Arnie voice, not with some random dude's voice. Come with me if you want to live. Hey, hey. What about, what about when he goes into the police station and he says, I'll be back. If you listen to it now, he doesn't sound like he says it with the same accent, same words, but he sounds like he says, I'll be back rather than I'll be back. And the I'll joke be was, back. I'll be back. You'll be Beethoven. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't sound like Bach now. It sounds like back. It's very slight. This is other Mandela effects in that movie too. They also changed the, it's not to serve and protect on the police cars. And that's weird. Maybe that's just yeah, a movie thing. Heard it. But, no, so. no, I heard about that. I think that's everywhere. I don't think that's just a movie thing. What, what does mean? it change to? Is it to, protect, is it to protect and serve? No, it's, uh, shit. I caught it because it was just a quick glimpse. I scanned the cop car and it didn't say to serve and protect. It said something else. I'm like, what the hell is that? Are you saying that that's like across the board? or that no, was I think. Yeah, no, I think they modeled that after the L.A. cops, right? I think the L.A. cops cars might have actually switched and they reflect what the movie says as well. I think they both switched. I'm not sure, though. I'd have to check. But I think that that actually changed, not just in the movie. But it might have been just the movie. But I know what you're saying. It flipped in the movie, yeah. So it's not a Mandela effect. It still says to serve and protect on cop cars. Yeah, but wasn't it to protect and serve? No, to serve and protect. But it was something else, like to... I think it said to prepare and protect. I don't, there's no way I can look it up because it was on a... That's fine. That's fine. Thing. I'll find it, though. It wouldn't be too hard to scan to that cop well, because how, it's the same scene. A big, a big one for me with Terminator that I'm 100% sure of because I'm not so sure about that. You know, I don't want to put things out there if I'm not sure. But as far as Terminator 2, the subtitle of Terminator 2, what is it? Terminator 3 was Rise of the Machines. Terminator with a J. Genesis Day. No, it begins with a J, not a G. Genesis is like the fifth one. Oh, sorry, Judgment Day. Judgment Day. Spe spell Judgment Day. J-U-D-G-E-M-E-N-T. Now look it up. <laughs> You're wrong. Fuck. Not only, 
not only did Terminator 2 change from judgment to judgment without that first E, the word in the English language has changed and in people's Bibles and everything. So the word judgment only has one Terminator e 2, judgment day. Look at the first E is missing. Look at the graphic. The E, judge. First E is missing. First E and judgment's gone. See it? It is gone. And if you look up the word in the English language now, the E's gone. If you type judgment, boom. Okay, so have you ever had a Mandela effect that pissed you off? Because you you posted one the other day, and I I like my internal core got mad. It was uh, Flava Flav. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I saw that. I'm like, what? He's not Flava Flav anymore. He was always Flava Flav. Yeah, now he's Flavor, like the actual word, not Flava, like we knew it to be, like slime. yeah, Flava, F L A V A, Flava, Flava Flav. Flavor, 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 flavor. Did you hear too? A lot of people in hip hop too. Bell Biv DeVoe. You remember Bell Biv DeVoe? Yeah. Spell Bell Biv DeVoe. B E L B I V. Wrong. B E L is not Bell Biv DeVoe anymore. Now it's a double L, just like Mark Hamill, Sybil Shepherd. They have a double L. So Bell is spelled like the regular word Bell, which it never was. It was three letters. Bell Biv DeVoe. B E L. It's L now. Yep. It's B E L L now. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. Because they were such Bell a big band. Bell Biv DeVoe. Yeah. It is. It oh, is Bell. Bell. Summary from Wikipedia. Oh, shut up, Google. Bell Biv DeVoe is an American music group formed from members of the new edition. Crazy, right? Ricky Bell, Michael Bivens, uh, I can't get Johnny it to stop. DeVoe. I shouldn't have the volume. You want another one? Stuff. You want an, you want another music band that changed that you might not know about? Go for it. Leonard Skinner. You spell it? L-Y-N-A-R-D-S-K-Y-N-A-R-D. Wrong. Leonard Skinner. <laughs> all, the a- all the A's have changed to Y's in there now. There's According no A's in Wikipedia, Leonard Skinner is an American rock band what? formed in Jacksonville, Florida in 1964. What the? F- Throughout the <laughs> history. Is there any residue on this? Yeah, there's residue. I don't have it handy, but yeah, there's residue. There's a lot of residue for Bell Biv DeVoe. In fact, my friend Nathaniel has a whole page full of residue on it. Um, his, his website, I'll plug it real quick. It's always linked below all my videos, guys. Reality, uh, what is it? It's, it's a, a Mandela Effect database on Flickr. He's got tons of residue. Reality database. Crazy, right? Biv yeah. yep. Send me that. Send me that when we're done here. Send me that so I can put that in the link to this description. But Okay, so I'm looking at it now. And it looks dumb. Like it looks yep. dumb. It looks, I'm like, what the, why would that, that looks dumb. Yeah. So since day one, they've I been would, Leonard here's Skinner. The here's the thing. Let's say, let's say Bell Biv DeVoe was always B-E-L in this reality. Like let's say it's Jenna Chang, it's B-E-L right now, even though it's not. Mm-hmm. And we always spelled it with the double L. Then the deniers could say to us, which would be stupid, but they'd be like, oh, well you just spelled it with the double L because that's how the word Bell spelled right but this is the opposite why would we take the word bell if it was always bell and spell it with just one l to make the name of this band why would we confuse it backwards like that that wouldn't make any sense no right if they had a if they had a word in their name like bell b-e-l-l why would we all mistake it and write b-e-l no we wouldn't we'd spell b-e-l-l like it was well here's yes yes 100 percent. but even to make it more simple leonard skinner visually looks stupid Visually, yeah. I'm looking at this going, that looks stupid. Why would a band name themselves 
Leonard Skinner. Yeah. And, and, and what I just accept that for my whole life. I'm like, that's just the way she'd be by. And, and you see, you're, you're strong. You're strong in your consciousness. You won't just take that update. You know, that's wrong. You know, bell with the double L is wrong, but other people they'll see that and they'll just be like, Oh, well, um, yeah, I must've been mistaken. What do you mean? You must've been mistaken. You know, the band for 50 years or however long it's been. I don't know how long they've been around a long time. You know, this band 30, 40, 50 years. Uh, how do you not know that the A's were wise? And it, it's a ridiculous spelling. And that's a very trendy thing now with the Mandela effect. A's change into Y's or Y's change into IE's. If you look at Johnny Walker whiskey, it's not Johnny with the Y, it's an IE. You see that in a lot of names now. Johnny Walker whiskey is spelled with the Johnny IE at the end now, not a Y. This blows my mind. So like if I go up and I grab, I think I've got a box of CDs somewhere. If I grab a Leonard Skinner disc, there's no A's in it. No A's. Even though when I bought the disc, it had A's in it. That's right. You could go get it right now on camera as long as it's an official release, not like a, you know, some, some bootleg or maybe like a obscure greatest hits from somewhere. Or when, I was, when I was in my teens, I wasn't buying boot. Actually, I probably was buying bootlegs, but not from Sam the Record Man or HMV. Dark so, Side of the Moon. Pink, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. If you look it up, it's going to say the Dark Side of the Moon. You can still find some residue in international pressed copies all the albums, all the LPs, all the records everywhere, and all the CDs and records in the United States all say the word the instead of dark side of the moon. It was just dark side of the moon. Pink Floyd's dark side of the moon. Now yeah. it's Pink Floyd's the dark side of the moon. So since we last spoke, uh, I love this topic. I mean, we're pretty much off the Corona thing right now. We'll get back to that. You know, I'm going to, I'm sure, you know, I want a guest on your show. I want to, I want to have a voice when, you guys are going at it definitely at some point, but the, this Mandela thing, I mean, you're such an advocate for it. You're such a, a vocal advocate for it. It's one of, your page has rapidly become one of my favorite ones to look at. What do you have? Are you any closer to sort of figuring out why it's happening or, or what's, no, you know, same, my theories haven't changed since the last time we've talked really, really don't know. But I mean, I know that, <laughs> If physical matter is changing around us, time is being manipulated and all the, these things and stuff that we're seeing, even uh, geography, land masses moving, anatomy changing under our skin. That's damn important. Do I know what it all means? No, but I feel strongly it's uh, definitely a connection between all of us and the creator and our consciousness. And I'm trying to figure it out. I really don't know what it all means. I think it's always been going on and I will, I do have some things I know, I feel I know. There's no exceptions to this. There's nobody that's left out. Everybody is affected. And that's the approach I take rather than trying to prove people, hey, do you remember Mirror Mirror? Do you remember this? And no, I like to tell people, hey, you're 100% affected and I can prove it. That way, see, if somebody thinks, oh, well, these guys are, you know, but I, I'm not affected by that. Well, then they're not going to be interested in it. But if I can prove to you that you're affected, how can you just turn away from it? And people do. People do. And I get frustrated. But like I said, I just proved, like you weren't denying it. We've already talked. But oh. if you were denied it, I just proved you a Mandela effect easily with yeah, like many course. examples. Oh, yeah. I can do that to anybody. I can do it to anybody. The choice is they're all affected, but will they accept it or will they deny it? And in my opinion, dude, and it gets a little deeper than some other people on this topic might want to say, but I feel it's a spiritual tug of war. And I feel we're meant to see the changes because we are living in the devil's matrix. This is God's green earth. We have all this deception around us. You know, I don't got to name it off the politics, the media, NASA, the government the food, the medicine, I mean, all this fake stuff around us. And it's all physical. Like we talked earlier about our spirit and our soul. And we're in this meat suit, this meat suit and all these materialistic things and all this deception 
that's all the devil's trick. And we're, we're trying to get out of here. And by us seeing the changes and the reality of what reality is made up of, or what it isn't, it's not just this physical world. What is it really? Well, spiritual plus whatever else that we haven't discovered yet. But the fact is that we're seeing these changes and it's exposing that there's more than this physical realm to us. But at the same time, you have all the disinfo coming in to make us say, no, you're misremembering. There are no changes. There is no spiritual realm. And then when these people take an update in front of you, where not just, hey, well, maybe I was wrong. Maybe Bell always had two L's. No, I'm talking about you, you, you name an event to them that they've never heard. And then before looking at Wikipedia or nothing, they're reciting within the matter of a few breaths. Now all of a sudden they remember it and they just reciting these things to you that came out of nowhere. I think that's coming from the bad side. I think that's coming to make people doubt themselves and doubt their consciousness and doubt their sanity. That's what I think. That I went off on a yeah, no, that's no, that's perfect. That's perfect because that that coincides with you know every single time that you know you talk about like a time shift movie, right? So the time travel movie where somebody goes back in time and changes something, but now every it's the time the the future is now different for everybody. Um, mm -hmm. And and the longer you sort of stay in this, the more you forget what it was. Like that's a running theme. Like if you change this or you can't stay there for too long because you'll forget where you came from, that sort of thing. Well, like how, yeah. Well, it's very important that I point these out and hammer these home with people because like what you're saying right now. So let's just say Belle Biv DeVoe. Well, they're not still really popular. Let's just say they were really popular and their name changed like it did, right? If I don't point this out to people and they keep seeing the double L for now several years on top of their old memories, they're eventually going to accept that. It happens to me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We've catch ourselves doing it. I know people, I know there's Mandela effects where like Sally Fields, she was always Sally Fields for me. Every once in a while, you'll hear me slip up and say Sally Field because I've heard it so many times. Just like I'll slip up and say the planet, even though I know we don't live on a planet. It still comes out of your mouth. You know what I yeah. mean? I struggle with that one because it's like, what do I say, right? People are like, if I say I don't believe in the globe, they're like, oh, you're a flat earther. And that kind of, that kind of makes me laugh because, you know, yeah. once, you, once you work through- They're trying to box you in. They're trying to take you from one yeah. set of beliefs to another. That's why I won't take the label. I used to call yeah. myself a flat earther. I used to call myself a 9-11 truth. It's, it's just a bad idea. You're just a guy that researches truth and yeah. wherever it takes you, it takes you. But that's also that's your growth pattern. That's also your growth pattern. So what that means is like you, you were a 9-11 truther, but then more things happened and you learn more. So why would you just pigeonhole yourself as that? You were, I've got friends that, never got past it. I've got friends and as much as I love and respect them, all they've ever done is looked up 9-11 and they've stuck with it. And, and, and they're one topic guys and they don't expand. And I have this problem in all these communities and, and especially with the Mandela effect. And most recently when I was in, more into the flat earth community, it's a lot of people, they just wouldn't look at it. Well, I would actually get this a lot and I still do from people. Well, then that means what I've looked at with, with flat earth for the last few years, this might be wrong and that might be, okay, well then so be it. I'm sorry if this doesn't fit in your box of beliefs. If it's true, we have to accept it mm -hmm. and see how, and, and then put those, those new glasses on and reassess everything with the Mandel effect. Just like when you woke up to nine 11, well then you had to go look at government and media and everything in a different light. Right. When you wake up to NASA being a fraud, you have to look at everything in a different light. Right. It's the same thing. Yeah. And it's new information, new information always, yeah. always yields more. Like I, there was more I had to look at it. The, the, the height and, and every, and every, it's like, it's like every layer you go through. Um, I couldn't stay with like, yeah, 9-11 was an inside job. Who did it? I don't know. I mean, was it the Saudis? Maybe. But you look at that and you go like, that's also a psyop. Was it Bin Laden? Maybe. You know, but that's, what else? You know, when you realize that, that the psyop for the psyop for the psyop is also part of the fucking thing, you're like, you know, well, what, you know, what's next? 
And then like, like I said before, what it really boils down to is who are we and who are them and why are we out here? Why is this, why is it so important to us to, or why is it so important for them to deceive us? And if the Mandela effect can be mocked and it was the other day I saw, I I posted to you, I'm sure a thousand people did, but the Mandela effect was on jeopardy. Uh, At the same time, a couple of the clues in different categories, which people probably wouldn't have caught on to, was you had an entire Mandela effect category, and then you had two flat earth clues in the the category. One of the answers was fisheye lens, and one of the answers was uh, peak Everest, Everest peak, right? Mm -hmm. Two very predominant globe theories. And and I actually missed the um, the flat earth ones in there. I I did the uh, Mandela effect ones, and I couldn't find the... The rest of the questions, I guess, if you could send those to me after what the exact questions were, if you know where to find them, that'd be cool. The flat earth ones, I haven't brought them up on my show yet. I wouldn't know how to even, unless I had the show too. Right, but I could I probably, yeah, I can, I can probably find them in the Jeopardy website because they had the Mandela questions there. I'll go dig it up. But yeah, if you notice in that episode, the way that Alex did that, right? So Alex Trebek comes out, he goes and he announces all the categories. You have, I'm just going to make up stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. You have Washington, D.C., you have American history, you have math problems, and you have the Mandela effect where people remember things a certain way, but it's not true or whatever the hell he said. It's like, yeah. why does that get this explanation at the end yeah. of it? And then if you look at the questions, they did nothing. What they did is they backed up the deniers and the debunkers because what the debunkers will say is people like me and they always want to target me because I'm loud about it, right? So they'll be like, oh, well, Brian Stavely does. He goes out there and he suggests the answers to people. Oh, the hell I don't. You've seen, I made you spell those things. I didn't give yeah. you multiple choices, but that's what Jeopardy did. The Jeopardy questions, they did. If you think about it, you're like, wow, these people are actors because the questions that they, first of all, why would they even pick that category? But second of all, when they put the question, they're like, some people remember this as GIF. Or some people remember this type of food as Jiffy. Well, what's the guy going to answer? Of course, he's going to say peanut butter no matter what he remembers, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Right? That's what they did with all the questions. They did it with the Tom Cruise one, too. Some people remember him without, uh, you know, uh, um, some people remember Tom Cruise, like, with the glasses. Some remember without it. However they worded it, what's the name of the movie? Oh, Risky Biz. It's like, well, that doesn't, that doesn't prove anything with the question. Like, who wouldn't get that right? Even the dumbest person. You're giving them the, the, the two things that people – I decided, but they both know what it represents. How, how could we have possibly gotten that one wrong? Tom Cruise slid in and tore his glasses off. Yeah. How could we have gotten that wrong? How could, how could, how could we misremember that? How could so many people misremember that, that it's a clue on Jeopardy? Yeah. And there's a lot of, there's, there's a lot on Jeopardy. If you go back, that's the ironic thing. If you go back on Jeopardy, look at some of the old answers. They've had the lion and the lamb on there. They've had big Mandela. But what animal in Isaiah 11, 6 Lies with the lamb. The answer was the lion. Well, now all the Bible's changed and it's the wolf. So we're obviously not crazy. There's a lot of residue. Moneybags has done a lot of covering of uh, Moneybags 73. I'll plug him real quick. He's done a lot of covering of uh, the Jeopardy show and the Mandela effects. And he's the one that put out that Jeopardy video the other day that I saw. Did you, are you familiar with the story of the Jeopardy studio? You remember the girl from the poltergeist, the little blonde girl from the poltergeist? how she died. Well, the story goes, she died in that studio. Um, And there's a ton of, there's a ton of history to to that. I don't really want to get into it, but there is a ton of history that, that trails down into the Jeopardy studio. That is um, almost like a shrine slash Hollywood temple. 
the Jeopardy studio hasn't changed since day one. Um, and the trivia on there is all specifically chosen to, to mess with people, believe it or not. And to keep yeah, them, oh, yeah. to keep them controlled. I used to love Jeopardy. I still enjoy, you know, testing my brain, but all it's doing is it's, it's the same as school. Reinforcing. It's reinforcing, it's reinforcing it on another level. You think yes. you're wicked smart because you remember these facts on Jeopardy. That's just more indoctrination. It's more indoctrination. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Just packaged in a clever way, you know? It's also been packaged to the point where it is always immediately after Wheel of Fortune, which is what the dumb people watch and the smart people watch Jeopardy. And that was the delivery of that for so long. That was the delivery of that. So, I mean, like, right. I don't, you know, I, I, there's so much stuff that I can and can't do. Like, all, you know, I, it's weird. It's weird. And when Jeopardy's ratings start to slip, they throw in this super champion that people have to keep watching. Yeah. You know? And that's, you know, th- these, are the, these are the things they do. And Alex Trebek now, he's dying of cancer or something like that. So, I mean, he's going to be gone soon. Who replaces him or what, what the story is? Does he retire? Does he do this? Who knows? If he dies out on, on stage, like, if, like he, if he records right up until the day he dies and he's a martyr, that show goes down in history and people don't pay attention. And yet they're still swallowing up and uh, indulging in their own indoctrination. So it's, uh, you know, it could go either way. Uh, it's an interesting... This info, that was the third piece in three days, by the way, by a big outlet that hit Mandela with this info. For the New York Times took a shot at us three days before that. Two days before that, the, um, the, the Big Think, which has made a ton of hit pieces, they're, they're puppet for mainstream science. Big Think, you've probably heard of them. They have Neil deGrasse on and all these people. They filter them in and out. They did this whole thing about the coronavirus, right? And of course, it was ladled with disinfo and fear and everything. It's a, you know, the, the high priest of science putting this out whole thing about coronavirus and for some reason in the middle of it it just took this weird left turn and went into the mandela effect it tried to tie the mass hysteria of all the people buying toilet paper with the mandela effect people for no reason and then it just went to the same the same thing you see everywhere oh this fiona broom blah 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 nelson mandela and it's the same thing over and over in all these disinfos and then the next day we're on jeopardy three days in a row and just a few days before that i don't know if you heard, uh, Marvel Comics put out a new issue of The Incredible Hulk. And in The Incredible Hulk issue that they put out, Marvel Comics, big platform, right? Not something little, not even like a Vice magazine. We're talking Marvel, Jeopardy, big thing. So New York Times, they put out this comic Marvel of Incredible Hulk. And one of their characters, I forget the name, but I can show you after. Uh, one, I can even show you the comic pictures. Uh, one of the characters came out as transgender and Mandela affected with false memories in the same issue. So he's a transgender. All in the same week. He's a transgender with with Mandela issues. With Mandela issues that they even call false memories right in the print. I mean, it's it's just so ridiculous. So what what was his superpower? <laughs> I don't even know. I I don't even know what the superpower was. I guess it was an established character. It's a character people already know. So the the power that he has was already established or whatever. So uh, this so didn't pay his. <laughs> That's something, it, it, it's insane, bro. It's nonstop. I mean, and we've seen the Mandela movie, the Criminal Minds hit piece. You've seen that, right? Well, here's the funny thing. Yeah, but back to that comic book thing. This this is an assassination uh, attempt on a very small scale, but certainly it'll take it'll take hold. It's like the, the emasculation, demasculation of male athletes, right? So they, they, they keep putting all these guys in dresses and all these black males, their kids are all in dresses and they're all transgender and they're all this. Uh, and if you don't accept it, you're a horrible person for not accepting it as per the message in the medium. Um, but they're, they're discrediting the strong males. Um, and and if, they've, if they've done that, basically they've discredited the strong Mandela 
essentially, because that's the weapon of choice. Not saying I agree with it. Not saying I have a, a, a side in transgender or anything. I'll tell you this much. I don't want to see two gay guys making out. I don't want to see two gay women making out. I don't want to see two straight people making out. Yeah. I don't care. I'm not in any way, shape, or form bigoted. I don't want to see it. I don't need to see it. Well, you know what? Yeah. In, any, well, in anything. Anytime they introduce one of the trick that they always play, anytime they introduce one of these polarizing topics, they try to introduce two. So now you have to accept two at a time. Just like if they did a hit piece on say flat earth or something, they'd be like, and these people don't believe in vaccines. Like they always throw two polarizing topics in at once. So you're like, Oh, he's already crazy enough for this. And they believe this. These people are just nuts. They always play that game. I see it all the time. Well, they also, you you have to know that anti-vaxxers aren't going to listen to the government. They're going to listen to shame from their other friends. So the, the people that are going to take the vaccines are going to rip on everyone else. I can't believe you don't take vaccines. I can't believe you don't do simply as you're told. I, I came across some lady on Instagram that says, if you don't believe the official story, delete me off Facebook right away. And I, I read the comments and everyone's like, done, 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 done. And it just, I'm like, I, I can't believe I've seen somebody so blatantly be like, I suck the dick of the fucking official story 100% I refuse to do any knowledge to the point where if you fucking are against it I want you off my Facebook I didn't even say anything I'm just like I can't have this energy around me I don't even know why I saw that it was funny she's no longer a friend I don't know how these things come up you know back in the day when Facebook was brand new everyone was everybody's friend and now you're just going through your list eliminating people left right and center at least I am anyway well I already two years ago I already got rid of the old Facebooks for all the old school people and the family doesn't want to talk to me. They don't even, they're not even on there anymore. So it's, you know, it's more geared. There are local people, but it's more geared to people that are interested in this. Cause I just totally crap that along. Did you notice that Facebook has uh, reverted back? Facebook has gone back to like three versions ago. Now, next time you look at Facebook, if you open it up on your phone or on the computer, just know well, that it I, works differently. I, I will tell you, I just messaged Karen like two hours ago. And I said, I can't share a watch party from my phone. I can only share the Facebook video. I can't launch a watch party on my phone today. It worked on the desktop. I can't launch it on the phone. I can hit share, send as messenger, send a group. I cannot hit start watch party. It's not working on my mobile. It just happened this morning. Yeah, they, they're bumping it back. They're bumping it back. I don't know what it has to do with, but the technology didn't work. I don't, I don't have any idea. I know that certain things that we got used to or certain things that were there, they're not there anymore. So this has gone back to about, this is what Facebook looked like maybe a year ago, two years ago. Yeah. It was glitching last night too, with the connection from YouTube, because you know, if you're on YouTube, you can hit share and you can send directly to people in messenger the video yeah. that wasn't working for me last night. If I hit the share button under YouTube on my phone and then the different apps came up and I hit messenger for Facebook, it was just minimizing the YouTube video and showing the desktop of my phone and it wasn't doing anything. And I kept trying. So I had to go and grab the URL and individually go to people's inboxes and drop the link. It wouldn't let me just share the boom, 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 boom down the line. Like wow. usually get. Yeah, they're changing it up. Maybe it goes away. Maybe Facebook goes away because it, it's, this is all backfiring on, on certain factions. I don't know. I do know that the topics are phenomenal. I do know that the conversation is finally growing. I do know, like you said, people are waking up. Like your family's going for walks. People are waking up. People, you have the opportunity to speak to somebody you know, that are they're like, wait a minute, you know, like, I, like you said, I've got a friend that's in the, that's in the, the medical field and he was ripping on me. This is real. This is real. And, and I said to him, like, I know this, this, and this, and he goes, that's hearsay. He goes, I heard directly from my sister that a doctor in Italy said this to their group and they got it. So I heard that from my <laughs> sister. I'm like, bro, 
Like that's 100% hearsay. Look at the channels. It had to go from some random doctor to another doctor, to your boss, your, your sister's doctor, to your sister, to you, to me. I'm like, that's just as much disinformation. doesn't matter who handed it to you directly. It's what you want to believe. And now he is going to go back to work. And I said, so what are they going to do? They're going to send you to work. You're, so you're going to go to work at the hospital. You're going to go back to work just like you've always done. Then you're going to go home, what, at the end of every day and not spread Corona to every single person you come into contact with and all the people at your house and all the people that they come into contact with every single day. That's what's going to happen to you. Fucking give me a break. And I love the guy to pieces, but it'll wake him up going to work after being off. Cause he was on vacation going back to work after being off. It's going to wake him up. So if Facebook's in panic mode and they're pulling people back, you know, who knows, who knows what's next? You know, I would not be surprised if social media, you know, took a hit. A lot of us have interconnected stuff and, you know, we've all got ways to reach each other, but it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, your channels, social media can go down, you know, the YouTube is still up unless they reset the internet. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they're going to stop this movement of truth. I don't, I don't know how they're going to stop this movement of truth because also the further they push people back in society and the more regulations and the more rules when they, if they, if they actually initiate martial law, military patrolled martial law, people are going to have to ask why I'm stuck inside my house being patrolled by the military. Who's out there without masks yet. They're completely safe from the virus yet. I'm stuck inside my house. Who the fuck are they? And who the fuck am I? What the hell's going on here? Too many more questions are going to come from this. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I go through these bottles of water. Like as long as it doesn't have fluoride in it, I'm okay. I go through coffee like that, man. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this is going to be obviously an open debate and open topic because, you know, obviously we didn't solve anything here. We just shared some more information. And if people picked up on some stuff, great you know like there's there's a ton of stuff that we spit out there that that people can connect and even though there is yeah. no definitive end game there's there's no visible end result even though there has to be one in play because you don't write a movie or you don't start a script uh, you know you don't you don't start recording a movie until you you've got the whole thing figured yeah. out so these guys haven't figured out whoever the whoever the bit players are they've got it figured out it lines up with mandela effect that's for sure this lines up with mandela effect yeah, I think so too. They're scared. They're scared of that awakening, big time. It, uh, I, I can't figure out why it. I can't figure out why the Mandela effect is happening, um, but it's happening more and more. And that is that is. I mean, we we went our entire lives. It's not that we went our entire lives without noticing, but we went our entire lives for the longest time. For it to not get a name until Nelson Mandela, right? Uh, that says something. So it didn't even have a name. So, you know, is there a history of this? Do you have a history of this from before the Mandela? Well, yeah. Yeah, well, um, you know, I've had Cynthia Sue Larson on my show, and she's actually been writing about the Mandela effect for 20 years. Uh, she's been writing about it since 1999 and it did have another name. She called it Reality Shifts, which is a much better name than naming it after any one effect because what if you don't remember Nelson Mandela dying in jail? What are you going to do? You're going to brush it off. Yeah. It's stupid. It's a stupid name. You, why would you name it after one effect when not everybody sees all the same ones? I think it's a terrible name and it's done on purpose, you know? But yeah, she was calling it reality shifts. But if you go back farther and farther, the Hopis, the Sumerians, you'll find, you know, it's kind of like, is this what they're really talking about? But once you get into the Hopi stuff, they're pretty specific about this stuff. And uh, it, it does seem like this has been going on a long time. But I think it's speeding up for sure now. 
And obviously we have ways to communicate and share it with each other. I don't think that the Mandela effect is here because, you know, oh, we just have internet now, like some people say. No, the Mandela effect, I think it's always been going on, but I think it's ramping up a lot. And this is theory, but I do think that this realm is coming towards the end of at least the cycle. Mm-hmm. And the Mandela effect speeds up until the end of that cycle is what I think, right to the finish. That's what I think. I think it's the natural, the natural progression of this realm that we're in. I don't think there was a jumping off point. I think. A lot of I think. Want to say it. I think that but, I think that you're right on that. Um, I would add to that by saying I think that this is always what it's always been. I think that our experience is all that there's been. Um, when we talk about when we talk about uh, our lives and the fact that we're energy in a meat suit. I think that we are, you know, like when you walk into a movie, the movie starts, the kid's born, he does some stuff, marries the girl, she dies, he dies, movie's over, you get up and you leave, right? That's kind of what we're doing. We, the energy, showed up into the meat suit. We're looking at a bunch of stuff, then it's going to be over, and then we leave, right? History, like I don't think, I don't think we could have been born in the 1800s. I don't think... Any of that, in my mind, I don't think any of that's anything other than something to observe, right? Because as I sit here, I know for sure that I exist. My consciousness exists and everything else is an experience. Talking to you is an opportunity for me to grow. Listening to other podcasts is an opportunity for me to grow. And then essentially, I think I'm going to grow and learn and grow and learn and grow and learn. And then I'm just going to leave. Like, I don't think death is anything because all of the stuff that we know about death is also just an experience. Um, you know, I've experienced my grandfather dying, my grandmother's, I've experienced my dad dying. I've experienced friends dying. They've all died a different way. I've experienced the end, but I've personally never experienced death. So I don't know what death is. Death could just be like, you know what? I figured it out. This is what's happening. I now have the keys to go in through this door and then I just leave. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know that that's not going to be the way it goes. Um, I do, I am aware of vibrations and frequencies and that, if you are kept in fear, there are certain things that you can't do. And there's all sorts of rumors and conspiracies about how they want to keep us in fear uh, so that we can't ascend, we can't grow. But at the same time, I'll never be them. And I'll never be anything other than somebody who is slowly waking up to the reality in which I personally inhabit. Because again, all I ever know is what I can see, touch, feel, what I can presume, what I can extrapolate upon, all these sort of things. It's all just one. It's literally every last thing that ever existed is one giant experience for me. That's right. And we, like, it's not up, like, like the, the stuff that you and I share, the stuff that people talk about, regardless, if you're a professor and you're talking about quantum physics, you get up in front of the class and you talk about shit you love. Not for the students, but because you like to do it. It's not like I fucking hate quantum physics. I can't believe I went to school to teach quantum physics. I hate fucking teaching. I hate the people. Yet here I am as a quantum physics teacher in a university. No, you do what you want to do, regardless of anything at the end of the day. And it really all boils down to you. One of the greatest things that I ever took in was the fact that one saying, first of all, I am not you. And as soon as you understand that, everything else makes a lot more sense. And when you can say that to somebody else, and when you can accept that somebody else can say that to you, you're like, man, you know, you and I can watch the exact same thing, but our experiences are different. So what we're seeing is different. And to be able to communicate and talk about all of it at all points, I think, in my opinion, 
is literally the spice of life. It's the most beautiful thing in the entire world. You and I can have great conversations. We've already had two fantastic two-hour conversations in our lifetimes, plus back and forth, right? But there are people that, you know, your closest friends or people that you knew you grew up with, it's an argument. Every time you talk to them, it's an argument because somebody's closed-minded. Somebody doesn't want to believe it, you know, in anything. It could be anything. Don't fucking overcook that bacon. Don't eat bacon. Fuck you. It does like... It really all depends on who we connect with. And every single time we have one of those connections is for us to learn whether we can get in, whether we can communicate or whether we can't. All we can do is walk away from that experience inside our head and learn from it. I think that's a good way to wrap this show up. But ladies and gentlemen, I don't know, man. Again, the problem with Brian is we could go for hours, but I know you, the listener, Anything much past an hour and a half and, uh, and people start fading out. So it's uh, another phenomenal, phenomenal run. Um, this is, hey, it's, we'll do it again. So we'll do it again soon. We'll do it on my channel. I'll have you on. Yeah, for sure. I definitely want to be on. I definitely want to, I want to talk to some of your people. Some of them will love me. Some of them will hate me, but I definitely, you know, I see you up there. I'm like, I want to take part in this stuff. I have a hard time watching your shit. Cause I've got so much to say. I want to get in there too. <laughs> <laughs> But it's, uh, but it's good, man. It's good. So now I think this was great. And, uh, and again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to put some of the links, uh, that, uh, of the stuff that we talked about in there. Uh, and you've got to check out Brian, all of the links. We don't need to go over them again, but all the links are in this podcast. They're in the last podcast. Uh, I think he was probably podcast 67. I'm not hundred percent sure, but his name is clearly marked in there. If you do scroll through it, if you haven't heard before, our first podcast was a couple months back. Uh, our third podcast will probably be a couple months from now. The fourth one will be around the apocalypse. So uh, <laughs> it'll, be, <laughs> it'll be pretty good, man. It'll be pretty good. So again, brother, uh, I can't, I can't say I appreciate you. I appreciate your, I appreciate your audience. The, uh, the way they came together and got you that computer in two hours was just beautiful. So I appreciate it all. Um, and one way or the other with regards to all of this COVID and all of this bullshit, I, I firmly believe that, it's a good thing. And that may sound so weird to so many people, but I firmly believe that we are facing a cleanse, a change. I think we should maintain our positivity. I think good things are going to come of this. Awesome. Yeah. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, in the infamous words of red green, keep your stick on the ice. Thank you for listening to today's Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag MMA and Mental Mastery Alliance. Want more motivation? Be sure to follow online on Instagram at Mental Mastery Alliance and on Facebook at Mental Mastery Alliance. And remember, your perception creates your reality. Make it a great day. You got it, Pontiac.